Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I'm so excited per usual that you're here hanging out with me uh, on a Tuesday, if you're listening to us when it comes out or any other day of the week. I'm just, I'm so honored that you're here and that you're listening. I just got a notification that we were in uh, the top 200 podcasts uh, in the career section of Apple Podcasts last week. And I'm just so appreciative. Every time I look at things like that, it's just so hard to to believe and I look and we're we're almost at 40,000 downloads and I'm like 40,000 it's like two basketball arenas you know so just know that not a day goes by that I'm not so grateful for you all for being here for listening for all your emails and your DMs about different episodes that have landed with you I I do this for all of you and you know I I really feel like we're all here hanging out together in my home office and hopefully soon I'll get to see so many of you um, I'm speaking at the talent development think tank conference in Sonoma uh, in uh, towards the end of February I'm speaking at ATD conference in San Diego in May. I'm definitely going to do an overnight trainer uh, meetup there. So if you're going to be in San Diego for the ATD conference, please let me know um, so I can make sure that we connect and hang out because I want to hug you all. Uh, But yeah, I'm just so excited. And thank you all so much for, for just being a part of this really amazing community. Not like I said, not a day goes by that I'm not super, super grateful for you all. And uh, before we kick off today's episode, I want to celebrate and I want you all to send the best of vibes, so collective vibes here, uh, to two of my fast track clients. So Jessica is on her way to a final interview this week, so we're sending lots of positive vibes to Jessica. And uh, Simone has not one, but two interviews this week. And it's just a reminder, I did a post on LinkedIn about this too, so uh, definitely feel free to to, to go back and find it. But the L&D job market, y'all, it's on fire. There's, oh, I just threw away my post-it, but uh, I took a picture of it. There's almost 1.4 million L&D and L&D adjacent roles in the U.S. alone right now, um, as of last Tuesday. So as of six days ago, uh, there are like almost 1.4 million L&D and L&D adjacent roles. So the market's on fire. I know that it doesn't seem that way with all the layoffs. I did a my last episode is all about the layoffs. And so if you're kind of like, yeah, right, Sarah, whatever you say, I encourage you to go back to listen to that episode if you haven't yet, because I really do focus on what the layoffs mean for for L&D and how we can really interpret it. So, um, but yeah, send all the good vibes, send all the, all the, all the magic hands uh, to Jessica and Simone who are going to crush their interviews this week. So excited. Uh, last announcement before we kick off today's episode is... 
coming soon. I'm so excited for this program. I have a four week long program all around building your L&D network. So I know a lot of people talk, we hear it all the time. You got to network, you got to network, you got to network. But really it's, it's, it's beyond just like cold messaging people. It's how do we actually create a really intentional network? So it's a four week long networking program. Uh, there's going to be live Q&As. We're going to have a group chat, a group Voxer. For those of you who've been in, in groups with me before, you know how potent and how special that is. Uh, where I'm going to teach you how to build your network from all angles with intention. So how do, how do you really build that network? Uh, you know, many of the people who are going on interviews this week in my world, um, my clients are going on interviews because they got referrals and you know they applied to a role and they connected with someone and they pushed them through. So I'm going to teach you all really how do you cultivate and build a really intentional network that you can leverage not only in your career transition, but as you want to grow in your career too. So this is for you if you are career transitioning. This is for you if you're in your job right now and you freaking love it and you're obsessed with it, um, but you know that you want to build a network more intentionally and have a have a strong network to leverage, uh, this program is going to be for you. So right now it is on pre-sale. Uh, the only people who are hearing about this are those of you who are listening to the podcast. Uh, so the pre-sale information is on uh, in the show notes here, or you can feel free to DM me on LinkedIn or email me hello at theovernighttrainer.com and I will send you the link for the pre-sale. Uh, the price is going to go up on Tuesday the 7th when this is officially launched, but you all are getting the 411 because you're my friends. <laughs> you're my homies. You're here. I want to let you all in on the secret. So uh, you'll get a pre-sale price uh, if you purchase it before the 7th of February. So again, DM me for the link. Uh, feel free to email me hello at theovernighttrainer.com or uh, you can, if you want to access the show notes, the link to register is going to be in there at the pre-sale price. Amazing. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. Uh, today's episode is also inspired by uh, one of my fast trackers, Anita, who's like, you need to do a whole masterclass uh, on mindset, which could be coming soon. I have some ideas around how I can help you all shift your mindset, um, especially when it comes to finding a new a new L&D career. So one thing, and if you are one of my current or former clients, you know I say this all the time, that when it comes to growing, finding a new career, growing in your, in your L&D career, it is... 90 percent 80 to 90% mindset and like 10 to 20% strategy. The strategy is actually the really easy part. So I always say this to my fast trackers, like I give you the strategy. You have the step by step by step by step by step strategy to find, land, love your LND role in 90 days. What is the challenge? is the mindset piece, right? Actually wrapping our minds around this big shift that we're ha that's happening, the big change that's happening. Uh, and especially those of you who are public educators who are looking to move into learning and development, I find that that mindset piece is the make or break, right? When we're able to shift our mindset in a way that supports the strategy, that's when the magic happens. So I'm going to walk through, there's, trust me, there's more than seven, um, but I'm going to walk through the top seven mindset shifts that I feel no matter where you are in your L&D career, if you're, if you are, whether you're in it and you're looking to move up or you're transitioning in for the first time, these are shifts that you really, really need to embrace to see success without shifting these mindset, you know, the shifting the, these 
things that we can get stuck on a loop on, uh, you're gonna exactly that's exactly what's gonna happen, right? You're gonna get stuck on that loop and it's gonna feel really, really impossible. And so we're gonna walk through today how do we break like what are these mindset shifts we need to embrace and how do we start to break the loop on that? All right. So the first one is actually one that's been coming up a lot. I've been getting so, 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 so many DMs and emails around this topic, which is certifications. And so the number one mindset shift I want you to embrace is that no amount of certifications will land you the job. So, so many people are looking for that magic bullet, right? The silver bullet, the, you know, the gold star, the magic potion, right? The super spell, right? Whatever it's going to be to help you land that job. And what happens is most people say, okay, well, I need to upskill. I need to upskill. I need to upskill. I need to upskill. And we get stuck in the upskilling loop where we're constantly, and I wrote this down the other day, like we're, 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 collecting certifications, right? Like you're almost turning into a certification hoarder in a sense where it never feels like it's enough. And that's because it isn't enough, right? It's not the certifications that are going to land you the role, right? What's going to land you the role are the skills, the the, the hard and soft, for lack of better words, skills that you already have, right? The skills that you already have, those are what are going to land you the role, right? It's going to be how do we take these skills that we already have and translate them through our marketing documents, through resume, through our LinkedIn profiles, right? Through cover letters, whatever it may be, through interviews. How do we now translate what we've done into what we want to do? And what people do is they collect the certifications. and like, oh, let me just go get my master's in that and let me go take, you know, and get another degree in this. Oh, I'm going to take this certification. I'm going to join this academy. I'm going to join this. I'm going to join that. I'm going to join this. And what happens is, is that you start to collect more and more. You're spending more and more and you're not seeing any progress. So then what do you do? You go and you get more certifications and you do more upskilling and you spend more money, right? And so we get caught in that mindset of, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough, right? It's almost like a a scarcity of skills mindset. And so what I want you to start to do is to shift and say, okay, what do I already have? What do I already bring to the table? And how does that align with what it is that I want to do next? And you may find that there's a gap. There might be a a, a small skill gap. Usually it's very, very small if there is one. Maybe it's one piece of technology you have to learn. Maybe it's, you know, one acronym. Maybe it's one model, right? And these are all things that most likely you can do on your own without having to go and get certifications and another degree, right? So it really is the mindset shift here is rather than saying what certification will land me the job, it's what do I, A, what is what is it that I actually want to do in my next role? What does that look like? What are the skills that I have that I bring to that role already? And where might there be some gaps that I can develop? And usually the skills, the gaps that you have do not require a certification. So I did a whole entire episode on certifications. I'll link it here as well. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, um, but you can just search in, in my podcast episodes certifications where I walk you through how to figure out if a certification is right for you. And it's a multi-step process that usually ends with, you don't need one. <laughs> I would say majority of my clients, I, I'm trying to think in my head, maybe 90, 95% don't get an additional certification. 
because especially so many of you who are, are educators who are listening to this, you are so educated. You have so much education. What more, like, what more do you need to fill your brain with, right? So it's that mindset shift that I don't need to fill my brain with anything else. What I have is great. I just need to figure out how I want to harness that into what it is I want to do next. So the first mindset shift, no amount of certifications will land you the job. All right, number two. If you don't believe in you, it's going to be really hard to persuade others to believe in you. And so here's what I mean by this. We have all been there before on the receiving end of someone who we know doesn't really believe in themselves or is trying to prove something. And this could be in a business setting. This could be in a friendship setting. This could be in a romantic or relationship setting, right, where where you can just tell that person is not confident in themselves and they don't believe in themselves. And so what happens is even if they're trying hard, right? And sometimes when you try hard to hide that, that it comes across even more. We feel that energy, right? And that's that's what I like to call my clients prove it energy, right? It's that energy that I have to prove something. I have something to prove to you. And it's really because you are really trying to prove something to yourself. And so it's really important for you, and kind of going back to, to point number one around the certifications, to get really, really in touch with yourself in terms of the skills that you bring to the table. And that's why I focus a lot. And I know y'all who have been listening for, I guess, almost over two years now, (laughs) those who've been listening, I talk so much about your L&D niche. And the reason why is because once you find what your L&D niche is, which is, this is the first time you're hearing that, it's the intersection between your skills, your interests, and your values. And that helps you identify what what corner, you know, is, is unique to you in terms of learning and development. Once you figure out what that is, you can then start to see where you belong, right? Like where is it that you belong and how your skills and your interests and your values align and create that confidence. Now, I always say I have a, a course called L&D Career uh, Clarity and Confidence, which is included inside of uh, inside of Fast Track. And I always make people start there. That's like before you even figure out what your niche is, it's, it's getting that clarity and that confidence. And a lot of times you get confidence through clarity. It's really, really easy, right, to like be all over the place and try to, you know, be a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this. And that's when that imposter syndrome, which I don't like to use. My friend Lisa, who I interviewed in the podcast, calls it imposter imposter moments. That's when that imposter syndrome or imposter moments start to kick in. And when we feel like an imposter, then we feel like we have to prove it. And when we feel like we have to prove it, we show up with a totally different energy than if we felt confident. And so getting clear on what it is you want, where you want to do it, how you want to do it, helps you to to have that north star helps you to understand where your where your experience lies and how it relates to that i like to um I was using this analogy uh, to a one-on-one client earlier about you know, the getting clarity is so important because if you imagine that you are going to build a new house, right? So you know you're given a million dollars, and someone says, "Okay, you can you know build a new house." Although for some of us, a million dollars does not get as far in our areas, but we'll say for all intents and purposes, <laughs> five million dollars. Okay, someone gives you five million dollars and says, "You know, this is to build your dream house." So you go out there and you find a plot of land. And what most people will say is, okay, we need to build a solid foundation, right? When I'm building a house, I need to build a solid foundation. But no one really talks about like clearing the land, 
right? That, oh, here's this beautiful chunk of land, but there's trees all in it. And there's debris here. There's a big giant ass rock in the middle, right? So we don't ever talk about clearing the land. Everyone says you have to set a foundation. You know, if you're going to build, you have to you know, have a solid foundation. You don't want a shaky foundation. True, but you can't put a, found, a solid foundation on a, in the middle of a forest, right? You have to take the trees down. You have to level out the land. And that's what that clarity does for you. And so what I encourage you to do to break the cycle of, I have to prove it. Someone needs to choose me, right? Every time you say that, really what you're saying is like, I don't believe in myself. I wouldn't choose myself. Right. So to get that confidence, we need to focus on the clarity piece. I want you to really think through clearing that land out. What does it look like for you to be in that next role? What skills do you want to utilize, you know, that you already have? And we're gonna talk about this a little bit later too, with another another tip for you all, but really thinking about the skills that you have and how you want to utilize them in your next role and what that looks like. Because if you can articulate that right, then it'll be very easy for you to have a conversation that showcases the value you bring to the table. You no longer have to prove yourself, right? You're having a conversation around the value. And what you'll find is maybe they now are going to have to prove themselves to you, right? In an interview, like, oh shit, like, look at that, look at this value they bring to the table, this confidence they bring to the table, this clarity they bring to the table. We have to have them, right? They have to work here. How can I, how can I prove to you that you should, that you have to work here for me? Right, so the the script script can flip very easily, but if you don't believe in you, it's going to be really really hard to persuade others to believe in you as well. All right, so number three, a huge mindset shift. I've been talking to someone um, in my uh, LinkedIn DMs, and the the mindset shift piece around this keeps coming up, keeps coming up, keeps coming up, which is to stop trying to fit in everyone else's box. You have to create your own. You have to create your own box. If you keep trying, this actually came up in Fast Track today too, where you know we're looking at, okay, how do I check these, this box? And oh, I check this, I only check these boxes over here or that role, you know, I check these boxes. And every time you try to fit into someone else's box, you're giving away a piece of your own box, right? So you're, you're trying to morph into being something that maybe you're not, not necessarily, right? Again, going back to that, that prove it energy that shows up when you try to fit into everyone else's box. Rather than doing that, the mindset shift I really want you to own is how do you create your own box, right? So one of the ways you'll know that you're trying to fit into everyone else's box is if you are updating and redoing your resume for every role you're applying to. So if you're if that if that is sitting true with you, if you're like, oh shit, I'm seen right now, um, you are trying to fit into everyone else's box. What I teach and what works, why my clients have such high success rates and, and so quickly is because I teach how do you create your own box, right? What does that look like to find a role that, you know, what does a role look like that includes what it is you want to do, what you're interested in doing based on the skills that you already have, the values that you bring to the table. What does the right role at the right company look like for you? And how do you create your own marketing documents, your LinkedIn, your resume, your cover letter to tell that story so that it applies to everything that fits into your box? So it's it's having the set of parameters. Then you say, hey, these are the these are the 10 skills that I want to utilize in my next role. Okay, that's the the outside of your box. Right? Okay, here are the interests that I have. This is how I really want to manifest those skills. This is what I want to be really focusing and spending my time in. Great. Now you have you know a bottom of the box. You know what are the core values that you have? 
that you that you want to share with your next role. Well, now you have a top to the box. So now you have this full box. And then as you're searching for roles, right, then you can say, okay, do these roles fit into my box? Am I going to be able to utilize the skills that I want to utilize? Am I going to be, you know, immersed in the interests that I want to be, you know, interested in and working with? Does this company share and align with the values that I bring to the table? Do they amplify the values that I have? And if the answer is yes, amazing. They fit into your box. Welcome. Welcome to the party. And if not, great. I'm not trying to fit into yours. And so the mindset shift I really want you to have is stop trying to fit into everyone else's box. How can you get clearer? Again, going back to clarity, how can you get clear on what it is that you are looking for? You know, what are what are the green flags? What are the things that you need to see in order to move forward? What are the red flags? What are the things that you know, are like absolutely like hell no? Uh, earlier today in uh, in fast track, we were talking about orange flags, right? Like, what are some what are some signs that might be approaching red flag territory? So getting really, really clear on what you want and what your box looks like, and who's allowed in your box and who's not. So really, really start to think about shifting that mindset of not fitting everyone else's stereotype. You know, I, I see this a lot too with like, oh, um, so-and-so transitioned into this role and this is how they did it, so that's how I'm going to do it. And it's really important to remind yourself that you are the only one who's ever had your own same lived experiences, even if you have a sibling. Right? I know for me, I have a, I have a, a sister and a half brother. We have shared lived experiences, but of course we have different lived experiences. And so you are the only one who has your set of skills, your set of strengths, your set of values, your set of lived experiences. And no, why why would you follow the same path as someone else who had a different set of skills, a different set of interests, a different set of strengths, and a different set of lived experiences? What worked for them may not work for you. So every time you try to fit into someone else's box or mold, I want you to like snap yourself out of it and say, okay, but what do I want to do? Ask yourself that question. You usually have the answer. All right. So number four. A big, big, big mindset shift. And this really comes, I, I see this and, you know, I've reviewed thousands of resumes at this point now uh, of people who are looking to transition into L&D and also people who are in L&D looking to, to move up. It is less about what you did and more about how you did it. So for example, you know, I had a client who was really, really focused on this like one particular program and system that she helped launch and uh, launch and maintain essentially. And she was focused so much on the, the, the program itself and what the program did and, and couldn't really translate it into, into L&D. But when I asked her, how did you do that? How did you maintain that program? How did you run it? How did you launch it, right? I was hearing things like cross-collaboration and program management and um, mentoring and you know finding the right opportunities for people and creating quick reference guides and all of these things, right? But as she was telling me what she did, with the, the pro, what the program did, it didn't give me that I, I, didn't, I didn't see how it related into learning and development. But as soon as she described how she did it, I was like, hell yeah, right? That's exactly what it is you'd be doing in the learning and development space as well. And so what happens is we get really, really, really caught up and stuck in like the the what, right? The what we did, what things were called, what like what the exact programs were. And 
I see, I see that as like being at ground level, right? It's like we're stuck in the sauce. We're in kind of quicksand. We're at the ground level and we really can't see the forest through the trees. But what I encourage you to do is when you get really stuck in that, like, well, that's what I did. That's what I did. That's what I did. You know, I want you to move up to a 10,000 foot view, right? So you're hovering over it. And I want you to ask yourself, how did I do it? How did I do that? And is that something I would want to do in my next role when I think about how I did it? And that will really help you too. I'm back to, to number three, right? Of like not trying to be in everyone's box. When you actually think about how you did whatever it is you're wanting to explain that you did, right? You think about how you did it. You can then start to think, well, do I want to do that in my next role? Or would I want to do it a different way in my next role? So I really want you to get out of the mindset of like the what, the what, the what, and more of like how did I make that happen? Okay, so for number five, I want us to do a little bit of activity together. So maybe you want to pause me or maybe you listen to it and come back to it. But what I'd love for you to do, I actually encourage a client of mine to do this uh, earlier in the week who is struggling with her resume. I want you to write down on a blank piece of paper the 10 skills that you want to utilize in your next role. What are the 10 skills that you want to utilize in your next role? So make a list. You can pause me if you want to. Um, Make a list. What are the 10 skills that you want to utilize in your next role? After you make that list, I want you to go through that list and I want you to ask yourself, okay, how do do I want to utilize that? What would would that look like for me if I was utilizing that? So for example, let's say I'm just going to use cross functional collaboration because I just used that before, right? So maybe you say, hey, cross-functional collaboration is really important to me and I really want to utilize that skill in my next role. And what it would look like for me is, you know, being able to uh, meet with department heads and clearly communicate what it is our department's working on. Uh, it would mean, you know, for me, it could look like providing weekly updates. Uh, it could look like having brainstorming sessions or hosting brainstorming sessions uh, with different department leaders, uh, right? So the list can go on and on, right? So I want you to do that for each one of your 10 skills that you listed. I want you to write how like what would that look like? How how would you how would you want to to utilize that skill in your next role? What would that look like for you? Then I want you to pause once you're done doing that. And I want you to go back and I want you to read what you wrote. And I want you to remember this. And we got this from my mom, so we can thank Jane for this. But if you spot it, you got it. And this came up inside a fast track because when I encourage my client to write down the skills she wanted to utilize and how she wanted to utilize them, she got stuck and said, but I don't know how, I don't know how to do these. I don't know, I don't know how to do cross-functional collaboration. Like, I don't know how, like, I've never, I've never done it that way before. And so I said to her is, if you spot it, you got it. Right. If you're able to, if you're able to understand how you would utilize cross-functional collaboration, you got it. And we really dove through each one. And so, for example, it's like, you know, have you led weekly meetings before? Yes. Okay. Have you talked to different department heads before? Yes. Okay. So putting all of that together is cross-functional collaboration. See, you've done it before and you can do it again. So I want you to really get clear with that where if, if you can explain it, if you can, if you can imagine it, if you can experience it, right, if you spot it, you got it. 
even if it's not exactly the one for one, the same exact way that you would utilize it. Right. So maybe for her, she's like, well, I only talk to department, you know, different department heads in, in my school, not in corporate. Well, the department head's a department head. Right. So really know that it's again going back to the skill, not the what. So go back to the last one, right? It's not the what you did, but the how you did it. Right. How do you want to do it? If you spot it, you got it. And so getting around that mindset shift that just because it's not a one-for-one exact comparison, it doesn't mean that you don't have all the skills to, to utilize that in your next role. Right? I almost kind of think about it like DNA, right? That all these little pieces, all these little pieces work together to make up that one skill. And again, it's really unique to you. So again, if you spot it, you got it. If you're able to see it, you got it. If you are able to articulate it, you got it, right? You can do it. Just because you've never done it before doesn't mean you can't do it. Just because you've never done it that way before doesn't mean you can't do it, right? I never recorded a podcast before I did one, but I did it. And then I got better at it, right? So because I watched other people do it and I was like, all right, well, this seems simple enough. If I spot it, I got it. Okay, like all that makes sense to me. So Really, really think about that from a mindset shift. If you spot it, you got it. All right. These last two came from um, conversations that we had this morning, actually, inside of Fast Track. So kind of a little glimpse behind the curtain. A big, huge, gigantic mindset shift to embrace when finding a new L&D career is that there's no such thing as a unicorn job. No such thing. What happens is, We see a role, just one, a role, and we say, wow, that's a dream role. Wow, that's a dream company. It's a unicorn. Wow. And when we do that, we put the role on the pedestal. And we say, wow, that role's up there. That's like, wow, unicorn role. No way I could get that role, right? We start to talk ourselves out of the role. We start to pray to the role. (laughs) We bow down to the role. We put that role way up there. We say, that role, that role's better than me. That role's better than everyone, right? It's a unicorn role. Must need a unicorn, a unicorn person. And so we start to put that role on a pedestal. And the more that we put the role on the pedestal, the more we look up to it, right? And the more that it becomes bigger than us and better than us. And that mindset shift is so important to have. So remember that there's no such thing as a unicorn job. If there's one dream role at one dream company, there's dozens, if not hundreds of them. I said earlier, there's 1.4 million open L&D roles. You're telling me that's the only one? No, I don't think so. Hard pass, right? Pull it off of the pedestal and instead put yourself on the pedestal, right? Going back to what I was saying before, you are the unicorn. You're the only one on this entire planet who has your skills, your strengths, your expertise, your interests, your lived experiences, right? You're the only one on the planet who has that. If anything's a unicorn, it's you. So rather than looking at that job of like, oh, it's one in a million, got to prove myself, right? Going back to all that, look at it and say, wow, that's exciting role. Wow, that's an intriguing role. Wow, I can bring a lot of value to that role. And say, hey, here's the value that I can bring. Here's how I can make a lot of impact in that role. And I want you to put yourself on the pedestal. And literally imagine taking that role off of a pedestal and imagine you hopping on top of that pedestal. Like really, really imagine that. Get deep into that mindset shift right here. Because there's no such thing as a unicorn job. There's not. 
jobs don't exist in, in solitarily. I don't even know if solitarily is a word, but we'll use it, <laughs> right? Sing singularly, right? They, they don't they don't exist singularly. If there is a role that encompasses what it is that you want to do and the type of company you want to do it, that's just proof of concept that it exists out there for you. Awesome. Just more data for you to know, hey, great, these roles exist. And if one exists, many exists. So really, really drill into your mind rather than being like, oh, there's a unicorn job. The only one, the only one that existed, only one that ever will exist. No, start to shift the mindset and say, wow, that's a great job. That's really, really exciting. And this is proof of concept that, wow, if I found this one, hmm, imagine what else is out there for me. Okay, so really start to think about that. Okay, and the last mindset shift, this is huge. This came out, this actually, I had already planned to do this podcast episode um, and I didn't have this on here. So I'm so glad this conversation came up inside of Fast Track, which is the, the fallacy that more money equals more work. And so this came up because one of my fast trackers was looking at a role and the salary was listed on there and it was double what her current teaching salary is, which doesn't surprise me. I'd say a lot of my clients end up, you know, doubling, doubling their salary. Um, but that, that immediate ping of like, oh, well, I'm already working this hard for this amount. How much harder do I have to work for that amount? And it's remembering that more money doesn't mean more work doesn't equal that. That equation doesn't work. That equation doesn't compute, right? Error, error, error message on the calculator. What more money means is more value for the expertise you bring to the table, right? More money means they see you for the experience you bring, right? More money does not mean, oh, they're going to squeeze more out of you, right? So really, really getting clear on that because I think I, I, I've, I've had this conversation so many times over the years with clients uh, educators and non-educators. I've had clients who have been non-educators who, you know, are up for roles making significantly more than what they were making. And they immediately see that amount and say, wow, like what's that going to require from me? What's that going to require from me? So rather than justifying it, right, of, oh, well, it's that much money. I'm probably not qualified. You want to start to shift and look at it and say, wow, that's really awesome that they value people who have the skills that I have, right? Like what a mindset shift versus seeing that number and being scared of it, seeing that number and being empowered by it. Like, wow, this company really values people who have what I bring to the table. How incredible is that? Now, do sometimes more money bring more overall responsibility? Usually, yes. I mean, not always, but often. But it's not because it's, oh, we're paying you X amount of dollars, so you have to work nonstop. But it's because we're saying, oh, wow, what we see you're, you doing, it's going to have a huge impact on our organization. So does more money bring more overall responsibility? Typically, yes. Does more money bring more responsibilities? Not necessarily. And usually, no. Right? So again, responsibility is more overall impact, right? It's, yeah, it's going to be a higher level of responsibility because you're going to be, they see you. They see you for the experience you bring to the table. They see you for the impact that you can make on their organization. But it doesn't mean that you're going to be laden with tasks, right? It doesn't mean that. So what I want you to take from today's episode is how important that mindset shift is and embracing the mindset shift, 
Now, these mindset shifts do not happen overnight. Uh, it's so funny. I was working with a one-on-one client last year, and uh, one of the things, it was, it was just so interesting because you know we are working on a lot of these mindset shifts that I, I talked about today. She was really trying to fit into other people's boxes, um, well, really was looking for unicorn jobs, thought that more money equaled more work, thought she needed more certifications. And we worked through a lot of these. And again, it took some time for her to have these shifts. But what was amazing is one day she showed up to our session and she said, I don't know what happened, but it shifted. It shifted. Like I'm not, I'm no longer going to apply to jobs that I'm overqualified for. I'm no longer going to apply to roles for the sake of applying. I don't need to spend hours and hours a day upskilling myself. And while it seemed like it happened overnight, <laughs> it didn't. It was the progress of her inching away and, you know, etching away and at each of these every single day and, and actively working towards flipping the script. What I say to my fast trackers, they hear me say it a lot. Like if you're going to focus on the negative side of something, I want you to spend the equal amount of time focusing on the positive side of it. So if you're saying, wow, I really don't believe in myself, you know, it's a really hard, like, how am I going to let make someone choose me? No one's ever going to choose me. How am I going to persuade someone to hire me? If you're going to talk like that, then you better spend the same exact amount of time saying, wow, what do I bring to the table? How lucky will someone be to have me? What impact am I going to be able to bring? How much value do I bring? What is my expertise? Right. So I really want you to, you know, the way the mindset sh- mindset shifts work is first by catching yourself and catching yourself in the moment. And the more that you can catch yourself, the more it's kind of like those of you who meditate, right? And they say, you know, meditate and you know, as thoughts come in, just you know, let them come in and let them go out, right? But it's recognizing that those thoughts came in. And the more that you meditate, the quicker you can recognize, oh, I just got off track. Wow, whoops, like my, my, my thoughts just got the best of me, right? The more that you do it, and eventually you get to a spot where it's a split second, right? You don't even, it's just a, a response where as you're meditating, oh, thought, thought, thought comes, thought goes, thought comes, thought goes. And same things are shifting your mindset here. And in the beginning, it'll take a little bit of time. But if you, you know, make a, maybe make a post-it note to yourself. I, keep, I have four post-it notes that I keep on my desk at all times. And when I even want to take my computer somewhere, I take these post-its with me that remind me of mindset shifts that I need to make, right? That I need to make. One of them says, complexity is the enemy of execution. Right? For me, I can go down the rabbit hole on making things really freaking complicated. But I have a note to remind myself, that complexity is the enemy of execution. And so instantly I can say, oh, okay, am I making this complex? Yes, I am. All right, let's, how do we, how do we decomplex it? So I want you to really think, and if there are any of these that really, really, really resonated with you, maybe all seven did, maybe there is one or two, write those down on a post-it note, put it on your desk, put it on your computer, make it the background of your phone, whatever it is. Let it be the reminder to be conscious and choose to shift your mindset because that's the beauty of our brains. While sometimes they have control over us, most of the time we can actually get control over them. All right, so I hope this episode landed. I would love to hear if any of these really resonated with you. Feel free to DM me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear um, which one of these mindset shifts you plan on working on the most. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to put together some sort of mindset shift 
probably, I don't want to say course, but maybe some sort of challenge or something like that. So if you'd be interested in a L&D career transition mindset shift challenge, uh, shoot me an email or a DM and tell me that it's a good idea. <laughs> and if so, I'll start working on, on putting something together um, for, for you all because I think that could be really beneficial. All right, my friends, I will catch you next week. Remember, if you are interested in the Building Your L&D Network program, uh, please, please, please feel free to DM me, or email me, or uh, grab the link in the show notes here because it's going to be epic. It'll be four weeks together. You'll have coaching from me daily. Um, you'll also have access to video modules for life. Uh, you'll also make the best of your friends for life. I promise you that. Uh, and it's, again, be a really intentional way for you to um, build a network that you can leverage immediately and then also in the long term too. So looking forward to seeing you in that program and I will see you all here next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM or email me at hello at the overnight trainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning. Thank you.